thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. To the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome, we're so glad you're with us today and we are going to keep going in the direction we've been going on previous episodes and it's been so good. We want you to go back and watch the previous episode to this series and that it previous episodes, not just one, but previous ones. And uh, we've been ministering on how God's going to do what's best for our faith. Amen. 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 That he will lead us in a way that is best for our faith. And how many of you know our faith matters to him? Yeah. It matters to him because it's by faith that we conduct business with him. If our faith is weakened, if our faith is on the decline or diminishing, then uh, we won't be able to move with him the way he wants us to move with him. And so our faith matters. The health of our faith matters. Um, Our life is to look like Jesus's life in the sense of in Ephesians 4 um, and verse 13, and I won't take time to read the whole passage, but it says, till we all come unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Well, what does that mean? It means that Jesus is our measuring stick, that God empowers us to produce what Jesus' life produced. What is that? Fulfilling the plan of God, fulfilling the will of God, being a blessing to people, being a channel for God to flow through, a vessel, an avenue that God can work through. And um, that means that God wants to produce through our lives just like he produced through Jesus's life. Amen. Amen. Well, what determines whether or not he can flow through us is do we have faith to open the door to him and let him do it? Because really that's what faith is. It's an open door to God and it's an open door to his power to do the work. Jesus said this, he said, my father in me, he does the work. But so what was Jesus's part? He had faith. to to open the door to God to do the work. And um, so that's one aspect of what Jesus brought to this earth. And that's something that God wants to manifest through us is his doing, his power, his working. And as we have faith, we open the way wider and wider for him to manifest in us and through us. Amen. So God wants our faith life to look just like Jesus's faith life. And it's possible. I said it's possible. Amen. Amen. Because uh, he was the word made flesh and we have that same word to feed on and partake of. Um, For us to have a faith that is growing, that is growing in strength, growing in, um, if I could say this, usability to God. Um, We have to practice it. Every day, take advantage of the everyday situations of life to practice using your faith. Don't flip back to the natural. 
to the human side, right. to just your natural ability. Keep, keep opening the door to God's ability by moving in faith with Him. <clears throat> so God is going to put a demand on our faith. Yeah. Ah, <clears throat> He will lead us in ways that we might not have ordinarily chosen for ourselves' sake. Right. But He's putting a demand on our faith. Why? Because He's got our faith's health in mind. He wants us to have a growing faith, a robust faith, a strong faith. In 2 Thessalonians, Paul made this statement in chapter 1 and verse 3. He said, we are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet or as it is right, because that your faith groweth exceedingly. So look, faith grows. The strength of our faith grows. As the strength of our faith grows, the ability of our faith grows, meaning this, that we can cooperate with God in further ways than we could when it wasn't growing. Right. Amen. Amen. And uh, because of the strength of faith, more can be accomplished through us. Amen. 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 <clears throat> so it does matter to us that our faith grow exceedingly. I love something. Um, well, let, let me say this before I tell that story. As many want to, if I could say this, step away from responsibility. But when we're going to move by faith, it puts us in a flow of, of divine responsibilities. And um, I'm not trying to get things off of my plate, so to speak. I want to, I want my faith to grow so that I can go further with God. So he will put more responsibilities on our faith. And that's how our faith is strengthened and grows as we feed it on the word and then step up to those expectations of using our faith. Faith does not grow just because we hear the word. Faith comes at the hearing, but it's the doing, the doing of the word where faith is becoming skillful and faith is becoming robust. Amen. It's a moving, living, active thing. Um, So God will, when we're trying to do what's convenient for our flesh sometimes, God is trying to do and lead us into what's best for our faith. So go with him in those faith journeys. Amen. I love something that my husband had told at different times. My husband, during um, the course of his years of ministry, um, he owned different uh, airplanes. And he said the first time he got his first airplane, now he wasn't a pilot, but the first time he got his first airplane, he said it took all the faith he had to believe God to maintain that thing. And he said, but over a year or so of using his faith, believing God for the maintenance of that airplane, because with an airplane, it's not just the purchase, it's the using. <laughs> there's pilots, there's mechanics, there's the fuel costs, there's the annuals you pay for, the maintenance of the aircraft you pay for. And he said that first year or so, he said, there was such a stretch put on my faith But he said, but I noticed as I applied my faith and used my faith that that became easier for him to believe. It became lighter for his faith. And he said, so when it became that provision came easier for his faith, he said, then I knew it was time to stretch my faith again. Then he said, I would get, I would buy the next airplane 
that was an upgraded version. And what would that do? That would put a greater demand on his faith. And then he said, once that became easy for my faith and it wasn't a stretch anymore, he said, then I knew it was time for the next one. What did he do? He embraced the growth of faith. And it's a process. That's what I want you to see. Don't step back from those demands or the leadings God would put so our faith can grow. Don't step back from that process because as you step into it, listen, God will never lead you to do something that is beyond your ability to move with him in. If he tells you to do it, he leads you to do it, step up to it. You can do it. Now, it may be a stretch for you, but that's okay. The stretch won't hurt you. I mean, even with bodybuilders, when they go lift weight, they're putting stretch on some things, but they know how far they can go. Don't go beyond what you can do. But uh, the stretch is, is is the healthy part of growth. And so you have to understand that that's all a valid part of the faith life. Move with God. My husband, that's one thing I so appreciated about him. He was never content to stay where he was in his faith life. Um, Sometimes if we're not careful, we just want to coast. We want to do what's convenient, what, what's easy. If it's easy for you, you've already got skill. Go to another level. Amen. Go to another level that demands a greater level of skill for you. Sometimes we reach a place and we say, I'm good here. Don't want to go any further. Um, you have to think about God may need your faith to go further. So he can use you in further ways. Right? Um You may say, and this is just for an example. You may say, you know what? Um, I'm content with where I'm at in life. I've, I, um, I don't need anything further. You might in your desire might not need anything further, but in God's desire for you, he might need you to go further. I remember I said to God, because there are certain aspects of ministry, something that God had a part of the traveling ministry that I said, God, this isn't one of my favorite things to do in the traveling. I don't mind traveling, but I enjoyed so much just staying in the United States. I'm not in my temperament, a a natural adventurous person. I'm not looking for the next latest greatest. You won't see me jumping off of a a bungee thing. You won't see me skydiving out of an airplane. You won't even see me on a roller coaster. I don't enjoy it. That's just not my thrill. And uh, so when he started, you know, using me in traveling, going to other nations, um, I said, God, you know, there's so many people who love that. They're adventurous. They would thrive on that. I'm, I'm, a, I'm content to stay local. You know, I'm content to stay in the United States. And I said, um, he said something to me that blessed me. He said, I want more for you than you even want for yourself. In other words, move with me in this because it'll end up blessing you more than if you would have just been moving at your own desires. Take on what God desires for you. Amen. Because he wants more for you than you ever dreamed of for yourself. And that will put a stretch on your faith. So now it's a joy to do it because I've decided to agree. 
And I don't, I don't consult my own temperament. I consult his plan. Amen. That's right. Amen. Amen. And that puts a stretch on faith when, when we see, you know, I just, I'm okay with where I'm at. Yes, but God offers you more. Right. Um, some may say, you know, I don't need, um, for example, a, a bigger income. I don't need a bigger house. I don't need a nicer car. You might not need it, but your faith may. Right. Yes. Yes. Did you get that? Your yes. faith may need it That's right. so that it has something to keep reaching for, stretching for, believing and moving with God in. Amen. Um, I remember when my husband went home to be with the Lord, probably about a year or so before that happened, my son and his wife, they owned their own home and they were what in their late twenties. And that's in, in, in Southern California to own your own home as a young married couple. That's a blessing because not everyone is at that place. And so they were blessed and it was, it's a nice home. And God started dealing with them about another home. And they didn't understand why. I mean, because we're perfectly content in this home. It fully satisfied uh, their needs. They were in it a short amount of time before God started dealing with them about another home. So then God gave them a directive in line with that. He said, move out of this house. Move in with your parents talking about my husband and I. And that wasn't certainly a hardship at all because my husband and I traveled so much, we were gone a lot. In the setup of our houses, we have two um, exterior rooms to the house, meaning casitas or what somebody may call it like a mother-in-law suite. The way our setup is that there's two of those even outside the main house. So there was perfectly enough room and everybody had their own space. So it wasn't an inconvenience at all, but God said, move in with them. Um, they vacated their own home to move in with us. You think that doesn't make sense. It's not about making sense. Right, that's true. It's not about what makes sense. It's what's best for your faith. Why did God tell them to move out of a house they had and move in with somebody and leave that house that they're not living in, even though they still own it? Because he knew if they stayed in the home they owned, they would be so comfortable there, they would not stretch. So God put them in a place that was less convenient, less comfortable. Wasn't a hard place. Amen. It wasn't hard, but it was less convenient, less comfortable. Why? Because it kept them mindful. Keep your faith on this every day. Because they knew they were living in a place that wasn't their home now. And so... Uh, there was a process and it was a long process and God worked a miracle to get them in their next home. And they thought it would happen in a couple of months and it was actually three years. Yeah. Wow. But during that three year period that they were with us in our home is when my, in our home is when my husband went home to be with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And you saw immediately why God put them on the fast track of feeding and growing their faith. Right. Developing their faith. Why? Because with my husband no longer here, they're going to have to step up quickly to some further things in their faith. And God was getting their faith ready for that place that would be, that that, that was a demand on them. You see, God was doing what was best for their faith. God knows what's coming. He sees ahead and he will get you completely prepared for that. If you'll move with him in what he tells you to do today. 
Amen. Now, if we don't take advantage of the opportunities to develop our faith, we might not be prepared as we ought to be right. when something right. encounters. Amen. What if they would have said no, but they didn't. They moved with God. And I remember I said to God because it was a stretch on them financially. Do you know that when God is doing what's best for your faith and putting a stretch on your faith, sometimes your finances will feel that stretch? Yes. That's okay. That's okay. You're not, that's not a breaking point. Just keep believing God. And they kept believing God and they kept believing God. And I remember at one point I said to God, I said, God, should I give them a pay raise to help them in this process? God said, if you do, you will hinder the faith process I'm working in them. Meaning this, don't step in and be someone's savior. Teach them to depend on their savior. Yes. Yes. Don't be someone's savior. Right. Amen. You understand? Yes. And I realized I, God was developing something in them. And if I stepped in and supplied that, that would injure that, their faith. That would injure the development of their faith. And so then after they went through that process, and it was several, it was several years, at the end of that, and their faith had laid hold of that, and they it saw it played out in this realm, God said, now, if you want to, you can give them a pay raise. Because now uh, their faith had, something had been worked in their faith that God was trying to achieve with them. Right. See, I don't hold back from my children because I'm cheap. It wasn't because I was cheap. I wasn't being cheap. But I had their faith in mind and I agreed with God. Amen. Yeah. I've, I've gone through that process. They need that process. The best thing I can do for my children is not hand them everything. The best thing I can do is put them in a place where their faith grows. Yes. Now, that doesn't mean taking advantage of people either and not treating them right financially. Because some people withhold more than is sometimes proper, maybe. I'm not going to do that. But... I'm not going to step in and injure their faith when their faith needs growth. Yes. Their faith needs that process. Right. Yes. Think about this with, um, oh, I love the story of, of, uh, of Joseph. Love the story of Joseph. What, a dra dr what dramatic events happened yeah. in, in his life. He was with his father. He, uh, he, had a, he had responsibilities in his family. He was taking care of the sheep. He had older brothers. God showed him something of his future in a dream. And uh, when his family, his brothers heard about that, they did not rejoice. They, they became upset and they sold him into slavery. Wow. You talk about a dramatic response to a, to a dream. You talk about how, what a stretch that would have put on that young man a stretch. Um, then he becomes, he's sold in Egypt as a slave, but everywhere he went, something kept happening. He kept rising. Amen. He right. kept gaining favor, yes. not just with men, but with God. Yes. Why? Because he was not becoming bitter at the process. Right. Was God making life hard? No, but he was using what life put in front of him to build a man. Amen. To build a man, he's got to build a man's faith. Yes. Yes. But the man has to cooperate with that process. Right. So he becomes a slave. He is sold 
he's faithful as a slave, then he's falsely accused of a crime and convicted innocently, thrown in prison. There for 12 years. You talk about a stretch put on their faith. But he kept bitterness out. He kept offense out. He kept unforgiveness out. Notice it's important what we let in or what we keep out because that's going to affect our faith and where God can take us and how he can use us. God did not make all these hardships come against him, but God used them to build his man. It was a very, um, if I could say this, accelerated course that Joseph was on. And it was a very intense course. What was he doing? He had to get a teenager ready to run a nation in about 13 years. From the time he's about 17 to the time he's 30, 13 years. He's got to take him from becoming the youngest, the baby of the family to being equipped to help run a nation. And in 13 years, the man was fully prepared by the time he was 30. Why? God was putting an expectation on that young man's faith and he took up the assignment. He agreed. You say, well, of course he had to agree. It's forced on him. No, a right heart wasn't forced on him. A right response wasn't forced on him. He had to agree to not be offended. He had to agree to not let offense in on it with his, toward his family, toward those who had falsely accused and imprisoned him of a crime he didn't commit. He had to keep his insides clean. God can't force that. We have to choose that. God enables us to choose that. Uh, God assists us, but the choice is ours. So don't kick against when God is putting a demand on your faith. When God's instructing you to do something that's going to stretch your faith because he's getting you prepared for what he has for you. Amen. Amen. He will instruct something of his own making and he will also use what the devil meant to destroy someone's life with. God will turn it around and it become your proving place and your victory place. Amen. Amen. Isn't that what the word tells us? Uh, That what the devil meant for harm, what the devil meant for evil, God will turn it around and made it for good. The devil no doubt wanted to work through the ill feelings of Joseph's brothers. And he intended to make that the breaking place of that young man. But it became the building place of that young man. And God built a man that was fit to lead a nation. Fit to move with God. So your faith needs to be stretched. God will do what's best for our faith. Let's move with him in that instead of just wanting to coast through life. God has something more than coasting and convenience. He has the greatness of his plan that makes us a great blessing to the earth. Amen. It's not just about us and our life. It's about us moving with him. So we see that in different circumstances. Look at this. God wants, to, wants us to grow in our faith life in the area of healing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that medicine and prescriptions that we may take, they may help us, but God offers us a higher flow that we don't always have to go the route of medical help. Right. 
Amen. Amen. God offers us a, highest, a higher flow. And if, if you're on medicine, just know this. God offers you a higher flow. You don't have to take it. Right. And God's not mad if you don't take it. It's just that he offers you something higher. Amen. And many times you may say, you know something, I'm going to start believing God. I'm going to make it a, um, an emphasis mm -hmm. in my life to believe God for my health. Amen. Don't withhold medicine till your faith is till your faith lays hold of Amen. your health. That it's not the withholding of medicine that God's looking for. He's looking for the exercise of faith yes. toward that. Amen. Uh, real quickly before we end today, I want to end talking about a story of a testimony of a man. Uh, there was a certain minister, precious man of God, a leader in his denomination, fine minister, but he had never heard about healing, divine healing. And um, he wasn't against it. He had never really sat under the teaching or heard it much. And so he one day was hit by a car as he was crossing the street and it left him crippled. And as he was laying in the hospital bed crippled, he began reading the word and he saw where the word says, is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders. Let him lay hands on the sick and God will raise him up. So he began to talk to God about this. And God spoke to him and said, you can call for the elders to come and pray for you if you want to and I'll heal you. Because that's my word. But he said, but if you want a healing ministry, listen to that. If you want a healing ministry, develop your faith and believe me with your own faith and I'll give you a healing ministry. Amen. What's that mean? If, all, if your faith is only towards someone else believing for you, right. that's not wrong, right. but God offers us more. Yes. That if we'll go further with him in believing, he can use us in greater ways. Amen. And that man you, developed his own faith in healing. It didn't take long. Used his faith and in a short time he was up and healed him. From then on, he now had a healing ministry added to him. Amen. Amen. Why? Because he, he went in that direction of God stretching his faith. That's right. right now where you're at, I want to minister to you. Those of you with pain in your body, symptoms in your body, we want to join our faith to you. Yes. And then you, you, you release your own faith and you say, I receive it. Amen. Yes. So reach your hands toward the screen that you're watching. Father, I thank you for healing power. It belongs to every single person. Yes. And so I speak to that pain. I speak to the disease. I speak to the symptoms in your body. I say, Satan, you take your hand off their body. You take your hand off their mind. You take your hand off their life. And we receive the healing power of God right now. In Jesus' name, we call it ours. And with our faith, we take hold of it and we rejoice and thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we don't want you to miss next time. And until then, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. When God increases you, every arena of your life will increase. In this book, I Have a Supply by Nancy Dufresne, you will learn how rich and unending your supply is from God and how to make it a reality in your everyday life. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. This is Pastor Nancy Dufresne inviting you to join us in Murrieta, California at World Harvest Church for our annual Holy Ghost meetings. The dates are January the 5th, 
through the 10th. We're inviting everyone to go to our website at DufresneMinistries.org and register. We look forward to seeing you there. God bless you. Jesus called healing the children's bread. Nancy Dufresne's book, Daily Healing Bread from God's Table, contains daily portions of healing bread for you to feast on and meditate on in your thought life throughout the day. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.